Welcome back. We return and get back together again. Beautiful uh, Monday morning over here. So beautiful, in fact, that they decided to have school in the end. Much to my children's great chagrin and disappointment, consternation. But yes, they're all in school, despite the tremendous blizzard we had last night. And it's a beautiful Monday, Monday morning. And Hamisha uh, Asr, over here. Beautiful Tubishvat. I think before we start there, Hashem, just a word or two about Tubishvat, maybe. It only comes around once a year, and if we don't say anything about Tu B'Shvat today, listen, we're not going to say anything tomorrow about Tu B'Shvat, right? So Tu B'Shvat's interesting, because Tu B'Shvat, Higiyah Chag Ilanais. This is uh, the big day for the Elon and the Elon. And um, yeah, you know, the, the birds, as the song goes, are chirping on the rooftops, and the sun is, sun is shining. Tu B'Shvat, Higiyah Chag Ilanais. It's the festival of the trees. Um... And, and the mission tells us it's, it's a Rosh Hashanah for Elonis. It's the new year for the trees. New year for the trees. The question is, why? Why now? Why, why, why is the new year for the trees? The trees and their fruits. Why that smack in the middle of the winter? When we had snow last night. No, there's no trace of it right now. I mean, it might snow again. It's pretty cold out there. Um, I, I remember in Eretz Yisrael, there was one year there was a tremendous snowstorm in Eretz Yisrael on Tuvishvat. It destroyed all the trees. It's on Tuvishvat. One of these, uh, you know, every few years is a big snowstorm. Funny, funny kind of time for there to be uh, a Rosh Hashanah Le'ilana. So you'd expect, I mean, you know, Pesach is when you start seeing the, the buds and the blossoms. That's the Chanat, is Pesach time. And the harvesting is Shavuot time. So what exactly is Tu B'Shvat, the 15th of Shvat? Smack in the middle of the winter. What does that have to do with the Chag Le'ilanas? So the, um, the Mepharshim already in the Gemara tells us the following, the reason why the, the, the mission already declares, um, according to Beis Hillel, the 15th of Shvat as the new year for the Ilanas is because there is something significant happening in the life cycle of the trees, and that is, by the time the 15th of Shvat rolls around, the trees have already absorbed all the water they need for that year's produce. By the 15th of Shvat, you know, generally they've already soaked in all the water they need, and now, you know, whatever process is going on inside the trees, inside the branches, inside the, um, the twigs that's going to produce those blossoms that we see in a few months, that's already set into motion. The trees need a certain amount of water, critical water mass to be absorbed to, to produce that year's crop, that year's produce, and that point arrives on Tubishvah. Tubishvah is when they've soaked up, soaked up enough water. Okay. It's still a little bit interesting that this is the vart behind Tu B'Shvat that we decide to make the Rosh Hashanah based on the water level, the water threshold. When they fit the threshold of um, of of, uh, of water, the water level has been has been hit uh, for that year. That that becomes the determining day for for um, you know the new year. Now now the new year begins. Why why should we again determine it based on the water when the fruits don't arrive until many many months from now and even the beginnings of the fruits are not visible are not seen on the twigs and on the branches till Pesach time why is it so we get the idea that there is something that's happening that's significant in terms of the the um, the process of producing fruits on Tu B'Shvat but why is, is this something you know that, that, that that's uh not visible, you don't see it's happening inside the tree. That's Kaiveya, that's the determining factor in setting the Rosh Hashanah when the when the new year begins. 
So there's a beautiful lesson like this, a beautiful limud going on over here. The Torah is sharing with us when it comes to Tu B'Shvat, Chag Ilanais, the Shoshana, the new year for the, for the uh, cycle of the fruits. The idea is like this. This becomes the new year, even though nothing is visible and nothing will be visible for a few months. Because when it comes to producing Paris, we cannot underestimate that which is not visible. Meaning, you know, there's so many parallels that are drawn between trees and fruits and man. We know this already. The Pasuk says, Man is compared as likened to the tree of the field. Tree makes Paris. We produce Paris. And the Limud over here, the lesson is first of all, not to devalue or underestimate the water that we personally pour into ourselves, into our children, into what we need to produce, even when we don't really see anything immediately. We don't see any changes. We don't see any results. But there is a celebration in of itself from the fact that we have provided a lot of water. And water has been soaked in. And there in an inner core we have really supplied tremendous amount of, of, of saturation, of water, of the basic component of life, even though on the surface, you know, all we see is something that looks barren, something that looks skeletal, something that looks dead. I can't see where any of that is going, but the very fact that we, that we, we, we were mashkia, we poured, we invested, we put something in, that's already something to celebrate and that's already significant enough to decide on our own that we're beginning uh, something new. We can declare this a Rosh Hashanah. The fact that we supplied what needs to be supplied and it's there at, at their inner core. We may not see results immediately. We may not see results for a very long time. But we can't connect the two. That's the first idea. We can't make our efforts in supplying water, our efforts in building up that water table, our efforts in pouring and putting in what needs to be put in, dependent on seeing results. On the surface, again, you know, with, with the trees, what do you see? Two bush right? What do you see the trees right? There's nothing. Garnish going on the trees. The trees are all bare. They're, 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 they look dead. So we said there's just like these skeletal silhouettes, these branches sticking to the sky, they're like a shadow and, uh, and, and, and a, uh, a, a hollow representation of what we knew they were in their glory in the spring and in the summertime. Yet, Lamaisa on Tu they've soaked up a critical mass of water, even though you would have no idea on the surface. So that's already something to take note of, something to be proud about, something to feel good about, something to celebrate, is supplying the supplies of life, supplying the water that produces and provides life. And in our own lives, whether that's for ourselves or for our children, it's something to be proud of, something to feel good about, and, and something to celebrate when we have supplied and, and, and given, you know, whether that's in our own growth or in our children's growth, sometimes with it for ourselves. You know, we, we, we put time into learning, we put time into study, and 
we stop and we ask ourselves, you know, where, where's all, where, where, where's this going? I don't see, I don't see anything. Heinani eats Yavesh. I see myself as an eats Yavesh, right? I don't see myself as something just skeletal. Where's, where's, the, where's the Paris with the fruits of my life? I'm putting so much into my kids. I don't see anything over there. The first idea is don't make them interdependent. The, the um, fulfillment, the satisfaction that comes from supplying that water is not necessarily dependent on seeing the immediate <clears throat> results, seeing results. Supplying the water is something that becomes a Rosh Hashanah in of itself. Soaking up that water is something that becomes a, a, a celebration in of itself. That's already valuable. That's already a goal. That's already something that is there to feel a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment from, whether for ourselves or for our children. But taking that a step further, that really leads to the second half of this, the second idea, which is not only don't make your feelings of fulfillment and satisfaction and pouring water into yourself and to your children dependent on seeing results, know that the results are not even necessarily measured by what's visible. The results of all that you're pouring in, the results of everything that you're giving to yourself and to your children are not to be measured by what you see on the surface. If I say to myself, you know, I, I spent so many months watering this tree, irrigating this tree, all this, I dabbed for all the rain, the rain came, and I want to know, did it go anywhere, did it not go anywhere? Well, let me look at the tree. Let me check in with the tree. You know, let me see what's going on with the tree. To use that as a way of determining whether or not it was worth it, that's ridiculous because the tree, by Tushra, has soaked up all that, that it needs in terms of the water, in terms of the hydration, and things are set into motion. Things are actually beginning. Deep, deep down in the kishkas of the trees, things are set into motion, which I won't see for many, many, many months, but things are already happening right now. So if I allow myself to determine and measure the results of my efforts based on what I see right now, that is a fallacy. And that is incorrect, and that's setting me, set myself up for disappointment. And the limud of Tu is results are not to be determined by what's visible. By what's visible in our lives and our children's lives. And the results are not to be measured by what I can see. And therefore my satisfaction and my sense of fulfillment and did I do something right, did I not do something right, is never to be measured by what, what you know, can I see something? Does it look like it's going anywhere? Because you never know what's going on beneath the surface. And there's always things going on beneath the surface, both in ourselves and in our children. Our, our parents, the parents, we have our own parents, and the pairs of our children. And we pour and we pour and we pour, put so much into ourselves, effort and concentration and energy into building up ourselves through the Maim Chaim, the Mei Hadas, pouring water into ourselves and into our children. We pour and we teach and we try to educate and expose them to, to the right things. If we stop to ask ourselves, is this going anywhere? Is this worth it? Where's that sepulch? Where's that nachas? And we try to measure that by what we see on the surface. Do I see the, the, the apples? Do I see the buds and the blossoms? That's a mistake. That's a mistake. Because so much is going on at the inner core that we have no idea, you know, uh, of. That we're totally unaware of. Because that's how it works. When you water a tree, it may take months and months and months and months and months until you see something. But things are happening in the middle of the winter right now. Things are happening. Things are activated and triggered within the tree that there's papers that are already being set into motion that already got its critical mass of water. It still looks bare. It still looks skeletal. It looks disappointing. The present looks dead. But things are already set into motion now. Things are happening. Things are actually happening beneath the surface. So too with us, with our children, 
lest we measure our success with ourselves and with our children by what we see, comes the, the, the teaching of Tubashvat tells us not to make that mistake. We never measure our success and satisfaction fulfillment by what we see in the service because that's a mistake and the water, the Mayim Chaim that we pour of Torah is doing so much beneath the surface that in our children that, that, that we can't see but we will see down the road it may take months, it may take years but it will show up and in ourselves as well there's changes happening shifts and changes and the fruits of our own labors and ourselves also are things that may not be visible for, for a very long time but there are deep-seated core changes and shifts and growth things that are set into motion from all the terror that we expose ourselves to that again we may not see on the surface we look at ourselves but we have to understand that that's not how we determine success that's not how we measure the growth it's measured and determined by those changes that are already happening beneath the surface right now which will only come to fruition and produce those fruits perhaps quite some time down the road but it's already being set into motion now so that's the you know the limit the, of Tubishvat being placed in the middle of the winter is this 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 uh, reassurance this idea this insight and, and, and lesson to us that um, we keep pouring we keep watering ourselves we keep watering our children we keep watering those around us and we don't look for the results on the surface because so much happens beneath the surface that suddenly we turn around we look back and wow where did all these beautiful blossoms and buds and and uh, berries come from you know they came from everything that I put into a long time ago that it's been long forgotten but it was all quietly at work beneath the surface okay to a lot of mehadas a lot of das a lot of maim chaim and a lot of payers our lives our children's lives those around us the people that we're trying to affect Amir Hashem with the Tariq of Tubishva, we'll get to see all that. Okay, now we're going to do some Derech Hashem.